On this week's episode, we welcome our panel of experts to speak about the Olympics and transgender athletes. start with you Cynthia Uh, what is the unfair advantage uh, what impact is it having not just in the Olympics but all across this country Aloha Uh, thank you so much for having me on Um, well we I can tell you about the impact because it's personally impacted myself and my daughter Um, I uh, had to race a transgender male to female athlete in my 2018 world championships in Spain And a year and a half later, my daughter lined up for her very first and only high school race because of COVID against a biological male identifying as female. So it's having repercussions on female sports all the way from the small town level to the Olympic level. And it only takes one biological male athlete uh, identifying as a female to knock out a world record or, uh, you know, basically take the place of everything women have fought for in sports. So what is your take on the Olympics overall thus far? Uh, Well, I am a metabolic practitioner, and so I tell people what to eat and what to uh, take for athletic performance. And I have three clients there right now. Two are competing tonight and tomorrow. So I, you know, I'm a big fan of the Olympic stage, except now it's becoming an unfair playing field. So they're really devaluing, the Olympic Committee is devaluing the Olympics by allowing such policies to be in place. We want a fair playing field for all athletes. We want all athletes to be able to compete, but not take advantages away from female bodied athletes. There are even athletes right now in the 200 meters that did not qualify to be considered female in the 400 Yet there they are beating the USA girl in the heats of the 200 today, uh, and they're supposedly not female. So what's going on? The, the Olympic Committee needs to get their act together. You know, you know, Patricia, I, I'm just actually um, somewhat just shocked that we're even having this debate um, because everyone talks about follow the science, but we don't follow the science when it comes to biological males playing and women's sports, should they have their own category? I believe so. I don't think it's fair with a woman when we have a male, a biological male, come into the woman's spot and take her rights. So for me, I really believe that trans people need to have their spot on Olympics because I think Olympics is for everyone. But at the same time, I don't believe a biological male can come in the woman's spot and take her side. I don't think that's fair. So what is the, um, uh, where is all this going, Carrie? Because it doesn't seem as though it's going to get any better. And where is it coming from? Who has the power um, to enforce, um, to influence the IOC? schools, athletics, uh, all across this country, because they seem to be so few. Because if you were to say, well, look, let's give them their own locker rooms, let's give them their own sports, very few people would show up. There's just not that many. But when you listen to the media and their narrative, you think it's half the country. And you could not be further from the truth. And I think all of us on this panel would make sure that we want to treat everyone with respect. We're all children of God. But at the same time, uh, we at the Independent Women's Forum and Cynthia has actually worked with our group. Uh, we just brought her to Washington, D.C. last week to help lobby and speak with senators about this issue. And one of the things that Cynthia mentioned was that you have real money now on the line with 
potential for college athletes to now get uh, compensation. So you're talking not just a medal, but you're talking about a livelihood there. Um, and so uh, we have a petition uh, with the Independent Women's Forum. It's called the Fair Play Petition. We encourage all of your listeners and viewers to watch this. But the truth of the matter is that women have, we've only been allowed to for just over a hundred years, but the games are ancient. So we're talking centuries. They started around eighth century BC, centuries where we couldn't compete as women. And it was only 1991, very recent history, where uh, a new sport was required to have women's competition. Um, and it wasn't until 2012 that women were competing in all the events. So this is a, a, you know, a huge fight that we as women, we've been fighting for literally centuries now. And the fact that I think this is a neo-Marxist ideology that's trying to do it, to your, your question on the, the bigger uh, power structure that's underlying this, the leftist ideology wants to erase the concept of sex. We saw this uh, last week with the American Medical Association. They want to, on the live birth certificates in the United States, they have recommended to remove babies' genders, female or male, and they say, well, we'll privately keep statistics so that we can track diseases and things like that. But this is just part of a much bigger problem here uh, to erase the concept of a woman, uh, you know, for men as well, erase the concept of manhood, um, because men have been under attack in this country. Uh, we've demonized little boys for just being little boys and pumped them full of drugs and said that they're toxic with ADD, but they're just being sweet little boys who have a lot of energy. You have to ask yourself this question. Um, uh, Jason, whether or not, um, not only are they, there's this silent movement, but also whether they're also trying to feminize young boys in the process. I mean, when you look at what they're teaching and what young boys should learn about, um, learning more about the concept of fairy and learning to get in touch with their femininity and they're just kids. I mean, this can have a devastating impact on them just what is this agenda and and, and and it certainly can't lead to anything really uh, wholesome and 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 that is going to really continue us to be to be that shining city on the hill there's just no way mr williams you know that's something that we've been noticing you know within the community this agenda of inclusionism uh from uh transgender community um i, I i'm all open for things being fair but I think that some some things need to be really just looked at partially um, and criticized uh, for what it is. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the, the conversation lately is the difference between science and, you know, people's personal passion uh, to be in, included. Um, you, you can't exclude, you know, uh, uh, the fact that science says one thing and the process. Now, um, I, I think what's what's interesting is is I believe it's um, Lauren Hubbard is the one who was competing in the Olympics, the transgender uh, woman who was competing. What would the scenario have been if she won? Because technically she didn't do all that well and actually bowed out in the competition. But what would what would the what would the, the narr narrative be if she actually had won in her her competition? Um, and 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 would everyone in the industry cry, cry foul? in the process because there is, you know, a, there isn't a, a difference, you know, a, a, autonomy wise, as far as man and woman, a, a, you know, a woman uh, uh, tends to not have the same physique as a man does. 
And even if you're transitioning into a woman and you're taking hormones, it takes time, you know, for these hormones to kick in. You still have those physical abilities of a man. And so I'm just wondering what would what the conversation would have been if uh, uh, Miss Miss Hubbard would have won, um, and and would folks have had to scrutinize that win, and maybe even should we have had to add an asterisk uh, to that win in the process? Uh, because there, there, there's definitely some sort of unfair advantage, um, you know, when you have a, a man who was born a man who is now competing in a woman's sport against women who were born as, as women. I mean, there, there's definitely a disadvantage here. You know, um, Patricia, what he's talking about is this gender identity and sport and is the playing field level. And I, and I noticed even on the show tonight, and I know this has to do with respect. People don't want to discriminate and make people uncomfortable, but people go out of their way to say, I don't want to discriminate. I accept all people and their choices because you have to be careful what you say today because you have to be so sensitive, have to walk on eggshells, not defend them. You can't even refer to them as biological males. You have to change your conversation. In fact, you actually change who you are and you become someone else just to accommodate making them feel good about themselves. Yes, as you know, I want to be sued by a trans woman because I call myself just as a woman not cis woman. I'm against use cis woman because I don't think it's fair. Because I'm a woman. And they sued me for that. I don't have my right to talk about myself as a woman. And for me, it's, we, have, we need to have alignment about everything. I respect everyone, but I also want to be respected as a woman. And I want to talk about myself as a woman because I am a woman. And the fact we cannot use the word biological man's because it's transphobic, that's crazy. That's completely crazy. We needed to start to deny science because it's transphobic. That's crazy. That's unacceptable. And also, that is disrespectful with women. And, you know, um, Cynthia, whether we admit it or not, it will change the culture in this country. It is already happening. We've seen it firsthand. My daughter has seen that her high school teammates, after racing this individual as well, have said, what's the point? Why do we even want to continue to do track anymore? I feel the same way about why am I going to go to a world championship if it's not a fair playing field? What am I competing for? And eventually you're going to see the girls fall off. We're already seeing girls not going out for sports because they think that they're, they don't have a fair shot at this. And let me be clear, even after hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgery, Science shows us that male-bodied athletes still have an advantage over female-bodied athletes, even after two years of hormones. So I think the narrative being pushed in most media, mainstream media, is that hormones make it fair. And people who are on the fence and they're not sure what's true, they think, well, maybe this is right. But I'm telling you that if you actually read the science, which really it should be common sense, but if you read the science, it's there, even that we're not just hormones. Females are not just hormones. for listening to this week's episode. 